You're listening to The Road with Pastor Teacher Steve Holt. You see, justification means that Christ took your sin upon himself so that when you put him into you, you could walk righteous because it's his righteousness, it's not your righteousness. That's what Good Friday's all about. Good Friday is about a blood transfusion that occurred through the sinless, perfect, pure blood of Jesus that flowed on that tree that if we would put our faith in Him, we could be justified by His blood. At The Road, our mission is to empower people to change the world. For more information on The Road, visit theroad.org. We hope you are encouraged by today's message from pastor-teacher Steve Holt. Instead of reading the crucifixion story, I thought we'd camp on Romans 5.8 today. Romans 5.8 sums up the power of the blood. But God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were yet sinners or while we were still sinners, Christ died for you and me. Much more than having now been justified by his blood. Underline that, highlight that, circle that. Justified by his blood. You have justification through the blood of Jesus. The best definition I can give is it's just as if you've never sinned. That's a good definition of justified. You are justified in Christ by the blood of Christ. We shall be saved from wrath through him, not through you. You can't save yourself. That's what all the other religions teach. But in Christianity, the salvation of your soul comes through the blood of Christ, which justifies you. By Christ taking on your sin, you're safe from wrath. Nobody here is going to experience any wrath. Isn't that great news? Yeah. Now, if you haven't received Christ, and there's probably a number of you that haven't, you ought to do it today. Smart. Put on your thinking cap and maybe say to yourself, I don't really want to experience wrath. I want to experience the goodness of God. It can start today. Verse 10, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled, there's that word again, reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So today is Good Friday, time of the Passover. We're going to take communion today because it is a picture of the Passover, which was prophetic of what was going to happen on Good Friday. And when the Passover instituted by God speaking to Moses in Egypt, had no idea what they were doing yet, but that that would actually be prophetic for what we're experiencing today, some 2,000 years later, 4,000 years ago, of the crucifixion of Christ. So in 50 days, men and women is Pentecost. And so the Holy Spirit has not been released in power yet because the Holy Spirit can't be released until 
until Passover, until Good Friday. And so for 24 hours, Jesus has been stripped. He's been beaten. Jesus' back is lacerated with the Roman whip that has shards of, of, of steel. Some say steel balls were in it too. But shards of iron, maybe even glass and bone. And they've just ripped through his back all the way down to the subterranean tissue. His muscles are probably showing. And he's bleeding out. And then he's spread out. And his hands are punctured by iron nails. And his feet are punctured with iron nails. One historian, Josephus, wrote, quote, The Roman cross was the bloodiest of all deaths known to man. And so he is gradually bleeding out. It is, it is 123 here on April 2nd, 2021. And we know from history that from noon to 3 p.m. on that day, some 2,000 years ago, darkness came over the land. Some would say it was, it was a blackout. And at 3 p.m., Jesus died. So we celebrate his death. There's power in the blood. We celebrate the death of Christ today because we believe there's power in the blood that fled on this day. Power in the blood. Because God had an original vision for your life. God had an original vision for America. God has a vision for Colorado Springs. God has a vision for your family. You were placed on this earth with a vision first instituted to Adam and Adam and Eve. This is what Genesis 1:26 says. God said, let us make man in our image. Notice the plural Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in communion together, making man and making woman. Let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. So God placed a mission in the beginning for man and woman to have dominion over the earth. In other words, to colonize earth with the kingdom of God. To bring the kingdom of God, colonies of the kingdom. This is a colony of the kingdom. It's a weird colony. It's called the road, but it is a colony nonetheless. But that's because you guys are all weirdos. You're strange and peculiar people, the word says. So, so God originally gave Adam and Eve a mandate to colonize earth with heaven and then Adam and Eve as we know they sinned they went astray we know in Genesis 3 9 that God actually comes into the garden the original colony and can't find Adam like you can hide from God some of you've been hiding from God your whole life we have a word for that where I come from. It's called dumb. You can't hide from God. So he hides from God. And scriptures say, Isaiah 53, 6 says, 
we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Because the sin that was released into the human blood through Adam infects us all now. We're all infected with that blood. And, and sin is really the guilt of rebellion. That's really what it means. It's, it's rebellion. Sin is rebellion against authority. And so when we rebel against godly authority, it's sin. All sin is rebellion to authority. And all of you in this room, including myself, have rebelled against authority in our lives. That's, that's what makes us sinners. And so all rebellion is sin. Now, listen, Satan instigated rebellion, but God instituted death. So he said that when you sin, you'll die. And the enemy came and said, you won't die. So he's always twisting the truth, right? Because all he knows, the MO of, of the enemy, the, the MO of Satan and his minions is always to steal, kill, and destroy. And so he comes in that way. So he fakes out Eve, who fakes out Adam. They sin, they rebel against God's authority. And then death gets instituted because Satan knew that death would. So, so there was a need for a blood sacrifice. And the best example we have initially is Cain and Abel. So you have Cain who comes to God with fruit and vegetables and rituals. And the scriptures say that God was not pleased with that. It's a picture of all religions. All religions of the world are like that. You know, we live for many, many years in the Orient. And you could go out in any city in Asia, and you would see almost at every corner some kind of a statue with fruit or vegetables or something like that laid there before that idol. And if you went into almost any home in Asia where Buddhism is strong or Hinduism is strong, you see these, these idols, and then you see the fruit. And so that all got started with Cain. Because we're always trying to appease God. That's our natural inclination. We're going to appease God through the fruit of the ground, through the fruit of our labor, through our good works. But then Abel, Abel sacrificed one lamb. He didn't have a greenhouse and get all the fruit and the vegetables out. He sacrificed one lamb, and it was acceptable to God. A blood sacrifice was acceptable to God because men and women, there's power in the blood. There's power in the blood. Leviticus 14, 13, we read, Then he shall kill the lamb in the place where he kills the sin offering. The killing of the lamb, he's saying, is offering a sin offering and a burnt offering in a holy place for as the sin offering is the priest, so is the trespass offering, it is most holy. Now let me give you five thoughts about the power of the blood that is literally and biologically true about the power of blood. First, all life is in the blood, men and women. All life flows through the blood. Your oxygen flows through the blood. So if you shoot an animal 
or if you shoot a person, something like that happens. It's not the bullet that kills them. It's the leakage of the blood. That's, that's how they die. The blood is exacted that way. So all life is in the blood. Number two, all healing is in blood. All healing is in blood. If you injure yourself, you're going to get usually a bruise. And that bruise is because that blood is flowing to that injured area because it's healing that in your bruises are good. All healing is in the blood. Number three, all health flows from your blood. All health flows from blood. Because, because when you eat, the nutrients, the vitamins flow through the blood. The proteins flow through the blood. So I pray when I eat that, those potato chips, I pray that it will become carrots <laughs> as it flows in to my bloodstream. Only kidding. A little bit. Number four, all protection is in the blood. All protection is in the blood. That's your immune system. You have strong blood. You have a strong immune system. Blood fights disease. Blood fights viruses. Blood keeps you safe. But now listen to this. Fifthly, death flows through blood. All death flows through blood. If you get poison into your blood... It can kill you. You hear what I'm saying? So poison can flow through your blood. You, you've got kidneys. You've got pancreas. You've got a heart. You've got a liver. You can remove those briefly and still live through the blood. You can have a liver transplant. But men and women, you can have a healthy liver, a healthy heart, healthy pancreas, healthy kidneys. But if there's no blood flowing, you're dead. So so death flows through blood if it's poisoned. Now listen to what I'm going to say. Our blood, through the sin of Adam, is poisoned. If you've never given your heart to Christ and surrendered to Christ, you've got poisoned blood. That's what sin does. It poisons our spiritual bloodstream. Now listen to what I'm going to say. We have spiritual cancer flowing through us. We have spiritual aids flowing through our blood. We need a blood transfusion. You need a blood transfusion. If you've accepted Christ, if you've given your heart to him, if you're a wholehearted disciple of his, you've had a blood transfusion, not dialysis. You know what dialysis is? Dialysis is taking your blood, running it through a machine, cleaning it up, and then putting it back in. That's religion. Religion is dialysis. It's you trying to clean up your act. I'm going to get better this year. I'm here at Good Friday service with the road because I'm going to clean up my act tomorrow. And starting on Easter, I'm going to quit doing this and quit doing that. Let me just tell you, that's dialysis and the blood's still the same. It might get clean for a while, but you're just going to dirty it up again. That's religion. You need a blood transfusion. I need a blood transfusion. I got a blood transfusion when I was 18 years old. A spiritual blood transfusion because guess what? I needed not my blood trying to get cleaned up. I needed the spiritual, pure blood of Jesus at Calvary infused into my heart. That's what I needed. And when I gave my heart to Christ, I got a blood transfusion. 
And his blood flows in my veins now. And it's not my blood. And his blood is good enough. Even when I mess up. Even when I still sin. Even when I make mistakes. I realize that I am, what is the word? Justified. You see, justification means that Christ took your sin upon himself. So that when you put him into you, you can walk righteous. Because it's his righteousness, it's not your righteousness. That's what Good Friday is all about. Good Friday is about a blood transfusion that occurred through the sinless, perfect, pure blood of Jesus that flowed on that tree. That if we would put our faith in him, we could be justified by his blood. But God demonstrates his own love toward us. In that while we, were all, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Not through you. Through him. Not through being a good person. Not by, by following the dictates of even the Bible, as wonderful as it is. It's through him. It's his righteousness flowing through you. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. That's resurrection day. You got to have resurrection day. We have to have Easter. Jesus' blood is pure. Peter said it this way, knowing that you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by the traditions of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Men and women in crucifixion was the most heinous, most bloody death anyone could go through. Because God the Father was making an exclamation point that the kingdom revolution is going to come through a blood transfusion. The kingdom revolution is going to come through a blood transfusion. His blood for you and me. That's the revolution. That's when it begins in your heart. So here's what happened. This is, man, it gets me fired up. I get pumped about this. Listen. What happened in Genesis 3 has been canceled out, and we are redeemed for Genesis 1. In other words, the original mission that you and I were given was to take dominion over our life, to take dominion over our spiritual life, to take dominion over the earth, to make an impact upon this earth, to bring a kingdom of God revolution because the Holy Spirit's living within our life. And when you get spirit-filled, the fire of God flows in you. And when the fire of God flows in you, all things are possible. It's been restored. At Calvary, it's been restored. That's why we use words like, like, restored, (laughs) recreated, redeemed, revived, renewed. We have God's image back. You have God's image 
back. You've been restored, redeemed by the power of the blood. Now, in Leviticus, it says, don't eat the blood. When the, when the Israelites would take that animal that they had sacrificed, they were to drain the blood out because God knew there's poison in the blood. There's not poison in the meat. There's poison in the blood. And if that animal had anything in it that wasn't healthy, it was going to be drained out. All right? So it was always said in the old covenant, don't eat, don't drink the blood. And on the night in which he was betrayed, for the first time, Jesus said, drink my blood. You can drink my blood. You can eat my flesh. So Jesus said, Matthew 26, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and he blessed and he broke it. And he gave it to the disciples and he said, take eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to them saying, drink from it all of you for this is my blood, new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Men and women, the new covenant is the reinstitution of the original vision that you can take dominion over your life through the power of the Holy Spirit. That we can make an impact upon culture through the power of the Holy Spirit. Not you, but Christ working through you. In partnership with Christ, set free to walk in redemption, innovation, creativity, joy. Fruit of the kingdoms, righteousness, peace, and joy. I mean, any psychologist worth his salt will tell you, you give me a person, he wouldn't use these terms, but I'll just put terms into his mouth, that walks in righteousness, peace, and joy, I'll show you a successful person. Because the more you walk in the ways of Christ, the more creative you are. The more joy you have in your heart, the more you can think on your feet, the more you can get vision from God, hear his voice, and walk in the vocation that God's called you in as a kingdom colonizer. Isn't that exciting? You've been listening to The Road with pastor teacher Steve Holt. We hope you have been blessed by today's message. To connect with us further, visit theroad.org. If you are walking through a difficult time, we want to pray for you. Go to theroad.org, click on the Ministries tab, and go to our prayer page to send us your prayer request. Thanks again for tuning in today, and be sure to listen to the next edition of The Road with Pastor Teacher Steve Holt.